DFA's back after some semi-finals, which uh, didn't really live up to the hype. Hasn't been a very good. Uh, well, they've lived up to the final series so far. How's the equalisation? It's been one good game or final series so far. The rest have been blowouts. Got some massive prelims coming up, however. Baz, take us through last week to start off. Yeah, last Friday night, MCG Geelong dismantled the hot Sydney Footy Club. Um, they absolutely smashed them, to be honest. They beat them in all facets of the game, and um, Sydney are going to have to have a long, hard look over the off-season. Uh, I watched it with my dad, and he put it very well, and he said. Um, just goes to show how much we don't know about footy. Like I just thought for all money that Sydney were going to win. Geelong had no chance and it was the complete opposite. I did not see this coming at all. It was almost the case that Geelong had they had so much to gain from that game. They had so much respect to, mm. to redeem from the previous week because they were just mm. embarrassed at the MCG. They had to bounce Richmond. back, yeah. They just had to bounce back, exactly. They've got such a bad finals record. And they have two prolific uh, team members potentially playing their last game as well, which would be in the back of their minds too, that uh, would... Uh, Provide them with extra motivation, I'd think. Exactly right. And then the other finals game was obviously GWS took on West Coast and GWS smashed West Coast. West Coast, I think, had less pressure acts than any side in the second half of this season. Wow. That was a stat that I read. So I don't know what to take out of that game, to be honest. I thought the Giants were really good. But after seeing that, I'm beginning to think now maybe that's like, well, anyone could have beaten them. West Coast just scraped into the finals, just scraped through the first final. So you don't know if that's a... Yeah. Accurate measure of Yeah, GWS go back home and then we know their flat track bullies GWS and they, they got their flat track and they, they dismantled it. Do you think Melbourne would have given it a bit more better effort in the final series if had they made the uh, had they made the eight? I don't know if they would have beaten Port during the first final anyway. Well they couldn't beat Collingwood at the home ground with the finals. They beat Adelaide in Adelaide. So who knows? Who yeah. knows? I, I like but to think they, that Melbourne would be able to, but so hard they, to say, they had their, yeah. but they had their opportunity. Yeah, they, they missed. Yeah, the game, yeah, so. yeah. It's hard to say with the inconsistency of this whole season. Yeah, yep. it is. And, yep. and one thing from this final series, as soon as the team's four goals down, it's curtains. They just yep. put their hands up and we're down. Yep. There's no coming back. We haven't seen any fight. The whole game in the Sydney long game, I was waiting for. Oh, Sydney will turn it on here. They'll yeah, at least can be competitive. Yeah, they didn't show an absolute whipper. Yep. So, because they can't play for percentage, they can't play for anything. Can't play for next week. As soon as it's, yeah, as you said, more than four goals, or maybe, realistically, maybe four or five goals, five or six, you're thinking, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, it's just they lay down. And how's the inclusion of Stevie J into the Giants' side? Huge, six majors. Six huge. goals, four in the third quarter. Huge Few contested marks. Huge performance. Bow, we got any injuries? Speaking of Stevie J, then? <laughs> For GWS, there's not much to speak of. Devin Smith was in the mix last week and didn't get the call up. He might be uh, lucky to play. Apparently, Deledio, Devin Smith, and Stevie J all failed to train today. Really? Yeah. Jesus. So, I'm, I'm not surprised with Stevie J. I mm. Yeah, because of his age. Yeah, and maybe exactly. Deledio as well. Maybe they're just yeah. taking reduced but loads, I guess. The fact that Devin Smith was in the mix and still is still yeah. unable yeah. to train, it's hard to it's see him coming doubt. back in now. Mm-hmm. Leon Cameron said that Stevie J is not a certainty to start in the pre-league. Really? Because he, he hasn't... They said he's been in doubt to play back-to-back games all season. Yeah. So, they're... What do you do? Do you play him in the prelim and then if you win the prelim you can't play the grand final or mm-hmm. you just hope you can win the prelim? Because yep. he of course missed last year's prelim as well, yep. which they lost. And uh, for Richmond, the Tiki train is a well-functioning train. They've had no injuries in the last two or three weeks. The most, important, most important time of the season, they've had absolutely no speed bumps along the way. Um, so they'll be in the best possible chance to take on the, the Giants on Friday night. Yeah, they are... Um they're ready to go, Richmond. Yep. But, but the best thing is, everyone thinks they've already won. Kevin Bartlett's on SCN talking about uh, why they shouldn't have to wear their away strip in a grand final. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> That's the most important issue for Richmond right now. That's all I can They're already about. thinking at the grand final. We've seen so many teams choke 
more at the preliminary final stage than at the grand final stage. I think Essendon did it when they lost to Carlton in 99. Mark McCurry missed that goal from 30 metres out. So, <laughs> what a prelim. It was one of the famous when ones. When would have been the last time that Richmond won a prelim? Oh, 1980 <laughs> Uh, his second win for the season on the USPGA Tour. He's fourth in the FedEx Cup now. What's his ranking now? Is it 17, I saw? Yeah. It's like 20. Incredible. Crazy. Incredible. Wow. President's Cup coming up, which is great to see. Jason yep. Day obviously finished top five as well. But this season alone, Fleishman's earned 5.7 million US, and he's now fourth in the FedEx Cup. Anyone in the top five going into this week's Tour Championship, which is the top 30 players playoff, anyone in the top five of that order merit, which is in there, wins an automatic 10 million US to go on top of the $1.1 million winner's check. Yeah. Wow. So the man from Warnable could buy Warnable if this, uh, yes. if this uh, kicks off. So well done, Mark Leishman. Two votes goes to, I called it last week on the podcast, Steve Johnson. I said he had to come in. He's going to show some finals class and he kicked six second half goals that we spoke about previously. Um, there's plenty of fight in the old dog now. People are saying six junk time goals, but six goals in a final six goals in a final I think Choco Williams might have said that he could have kicked six goals <laughs> oh, I like that real Choco hooker about it isn't yeah. it downhill yeah. here CBJ yeah. and uh, three votes the other boys don't agree with this but Patrick Dangerfield Jesus he proved Christ. that you can still have the stay at home full forward kick four goals four goals four or something stupid too he was absolutely dynamic he yep. was massive in that first half he really got the ball rolling for the Cats he had the fear factor about him Dan Rampey playing on him was shit scared whenever the ball came in he didn't know what to do Dan Rampey looked like a kid that's just come from Queensland. What's it called? The, the university side that plays in the, <laughs> the, the NEFL up there. He is no good at all, and he just got found out against the Stars. Um, Brett, you got the worst? I've got the worst, and once, like like Faz said, I didn't have any trouble finding the worst this week. Uh, <laughs> one vote goes to people who put toilet paper on the wrong way. What's the right way? The right way is sort of over under, so when you pull the toilet paper off, it's further oh, it's away close. from the wall. Yeah, so it's close to you. Yeah, yeah close yeah. to you. No, I agree with that. And you go to a public toilet and it's wrong sometimes. And you're like, <laughs> this is your only job. And you manage to, to fuck it up. Are you a scruncher or a folder? I think I, I uh, fold and scrunch. Fold and scrunch. <laughs> <laughs> this is an extraordinary topic. <laughs> uh, two votes goes to the, like the bottom six performing players for the Swans. They did not even turn up, like the likes of Gary Rowan and Callum Sinclair. Two touches for Cal. Wow. That is terrible in a final. How do you old mate Kurt to replace him? How do you show up to a final without any any want to just get the ball? I don't expect that from um, Rowan as well. He's playing rebound defender. It should be easy to mop up some possessions, seeing how often uh, Geelong were attacking the 50. It's very surprising to see him have such little impact. I think it was a stage in the start of the third quarter or something like 15 to 2, the inside 50s to start the quarter. Yeah, it's just, and couldn't get a kick. You can't get a kick. Yeah. Uh, three votes for worse on grounds goes to the Gold Coast Suns for chasing Hinkley, who is under contract, but then they go back and say, stop talking about Gaz because he's under contract. They are in all sorts of Suns. You can't be doing that. No. Mark Evans, put your head in. 
And Ken Hinckley's now signed at Port, so cough that Gold Coast. I don't think anyone really cares about Ken Hinckley, though. <laughs> I don't think Ken really cares about Ken Hinckley. Is he really going to do anything for the Suns? I don't yeah. think the coach is their problem. I don't care how much money you get off it. Why would you go there? No. It's just a horrible organisation that's had... How many years have they been in the comp? Six years now? Uh, seven. Seven years in the competition, and they never looked like nothing the but mediocre. Um, they've had the best player in the competition in that time. They've had Carmichael Hunt. What more could you ask for? And they <laughs> have about the same as what... GWS have been giving and they've been... There's people talking they're about in, they shouldn't respect GWS. They haven't given everything. Well, they haven't given everything. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's it's stupid. obviously not as easy as... Absolutely not. ...as what GWS have made it look like to build a list. So you look at all the failed top draft picks of the last few years to know that it's really hit and miss and it depends how lucky you are and how well you drive the players. And look at the players the Giants have got rid of or have left the Giants. Yes, honestly, you could seriously make you could find more ten players that are like they yeah. they'd start in probably any side. Yeah, so I think good. I think it's the mature players at GWS yeah, compared yeah, exactly. to the Suns. Apart from Ablett, but the rest, yeah. you know, Josh Fraser, Nathan Bock. Nathan Bock, who the hell are they? But players like Lee <laughs> Shaw, Mumford, are they still having good careers? Yeah, Callum Ward was Delico. a great pickup. Callum Ward, yeah, he wasn't mature, but yeah, you don't hit your point. Yeah, let's get into the first game of the round. The first game of the round is the Friday night blockbuster at the Adelaide Oval. Hey? I was going to say MCG, but Adelaide Oval between the Adelaide Crows and the Geelong Handbaggers. Yeah, huge game this one, Faz. Last time they played, Crows won by twenty-one points, but they both won one and lost one against each other this year. Big huge. game. Huge history between these sides, though, because I think prior to that, Geelong hadn't lost one for quite a while. And coming yeah. to Adelaide, they'd usually actually even play quite well at the Adelaide Oval. So I don't think the home ground advantage will do too much after maybe once the teams settle in. I think once the sort of first 15, 20 minutes, it might be a great chance for Adelaide to jump them. But Geelong can sort of control it, or not control the game, but keep up with the pace of the game and the pace and, and ferocity that, of the crowd as much as anything. I think they'll be fine. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the midfield battle on this one. We know we know the the strength of Adelaide's midfield with the Crouch brothers, Sloan possibly playing as well. Yep. Up against Managola, Duncan possibly danger if he feels like playing in the midfield. Sloan's Maybe. played one game in the last thirty five days. Mm. A couple of uh, a couple of stale players are playing. Um, Tex Walker as well. Brett is also. And Daniel Talia, yeah, they're both rested in around twenty three, so they haven't played much footy lately either. You know, mm. they, they're carrying a lot of injuries at late, yeah. I think. I think, and there's even talk McGovern won't play, so... Yeah, I think he won't, I don't think he'll play. Yeah, I think um, the people who were coming out of Adelaide is he's less chance than he is yeah, a better I chance. Think he's, yeah, quite, almost certain not to play. Unfortunately, which is, uh, throws a spanner in the work, a little spanner. Just a small spanner. Just quickly going back to that last time yeah, they sure. played, uh, it was when Josh Jenkins had food poisoning and Harry Taylor gave him some ham after the game. Was that the joke? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, um, I was wondering what the significance of the ham was. That's, that's, that's funny. I like so it. Tom Lonigan last week had some food poisoning. Mm, and that he's could like, have been his, yeah. He's pretty goes. likely to play on Josh Jenkins this week. Do you reckon Jenkins would have Gee, pulled out a sausage roll out of his sock after the game? I reckon Jenkins should focus more on taking contested mark and not goals <laughs> from out the back. There's a lot of seriously weird guys that play for John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, How about Tom Stewart saying uh, that he's got food poisoning as well? He's been quarantined with Lonigan and he's out training the same day. And then the next day, he says it was a slip of word that he accidentally <laughs> said, I'm in quarantine. What is he thinking? I don't know. It's, it's a, he's tried to be funny, and he just wasn't funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to do what Danger does. You know, Danger does those press conferences where yeah. he rocks up on crutches. and Danger is actually a good player, so he can back it up. <laughs> exactly right. Stuart, 
No, Stewart played well last week though. He had yeah. a big chase down yeah. I mean, about the third. That's inspiring. So yeah, that Bruce was... got a bit, a bit of movement down there. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of movement that comes from uh, from games that uh, that Bruce calls. Where does Danger start this game? Does he start forward or in the mm. midfield? Oh, geez. Who would he play on if he went deep? Who's going to be his Dane Rampy if he plays the deep forward? Yeah, Kyle Hart again or mm. Kelly. Kelly? I don't think Lever would. But yeah. Lever, Lever. Mm. I don't know. Could they play like a layered off him? Could mm. they? Could they? Could try and hurt him the other way? Or is Danger yeah. going to just be too penalised? <laughs> I don't if know. It, if, it, if, you can, if they get the fast break, I think they need Talia to play on him. I, don't, I think Lever will get belted by him. But ta- Talia is just not fast enough. No, fast yeah, enough. He, he will get. If I don't think Lever's strong enough. Or Kelly, for that matter. I don't know if anyone can match up on Danger forward. Nah. Is I think it's a genius move to have. Not genius, but... I think Danger's just too good of a player. And the best thing is, if they do start to struggle in the middle, you can just throw it back in the centre. Yeah. Try and get a bit of momentum that way. Get a feel... Because yeah. he does get a lot of inside ball as well, Dangerfield. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and you can always play him as a high half forward, trying to get the best of both worlds out of him. Yep. I like uh, I like the fact that Matt Crouch will be looking for another 30 possession game. He will. I just like him. He'll get it. <laughs> He'll get thirty touches. No, I just like his I like his odds in the round. Mate. He's a he's a Mitchell <laughs> player. He's just accumulator. Yeah, accumulator. Without being too damaging, he just oh, always finds the ball. Incredible. I didn't really, I hadn't really heard of him last year. Is he only just really burst? He's very young. He's only yeah. he's only twenty one yeah. or twenty two. Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, his brother is actually the older brother, which I thought was the way around. And they also don't look like each other. No, at they all. don't look at all it's like very each other. Weird. They live together. Did they? Yeah, live together with their girlfriends or that, wives or whatever. That is are. weird. That is quite strange. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, a bit of a You don't really want to live with your siblings, I would have thought. A couple of bunk beds. Each of their own. It's going to be a massive clash. Um, talking, uh, there's going to be a couple of busloads of Geelong uh, fans all heading across there. It's mm. a, so there'll be more Geelong fans obviously going there. There will be GDWS coming the other way. Mm. Yeah, I'm very also. fearful that Adelaide win. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but Adelaide win and then GWS win. What kind of grand final that's going to look like we'll probably get tickets then be, I reckon that'll be something that'll be like 20 bucks anyway. yeah. DFA will get some tickets anyway what about the parade what about the public holiday everyone <laughs> taking a day off the parade's going to have like 50 people <laughs> yeah that's that, that is seriously embarrassing <laughs> that is a bad move by the AFL uh, if that happens it's not the AFL's fault it's more the government that, that enforced it I think but what about the small businesses? Give them a chance. <laughs> yeah, think about the local economy. Who local do you businesses. Do? Yeah. Just ever we ever we enjoy our lives. Exactly. <laughs> just have a public holiday. Who cares? Exactly right. <laughs> Who do you reckon wins this one, Bell? Um, Adelaide. Oh, oh, I reckon the Crows will win pretty easily. That's but what I said last week. It'll be very interesting. The the week off. You know, both teams last year that had the week off ended up losing in the prelim. So if that happens again, they might just get rid of the bye. I've already spoken to Gillen. They're getting rid of the bike. They're getting rid of the They've heard the DFA. They've heard the gripe. And they've gone, we've got to do something about this. We can't have high quality media companies like the DFA exactly. yeah. potting our bike. So I'll tip Adelaide though anyway. And I think I've set a trend of uh, preliminary final winners. Yep. Rory Laird's 100th game also. So good luck to him. 100th? Wow. Yeah. He listens. So he'll be listening to rev him up for this game. I'm surprised he hasn't played more actually. But yeah. yeah, he's still young as well. Yeah, he'll be 23, 24-ish. So is that right? Yeah, boys. This what? brings us to Faz's Fast Five quiz. Oh, no. Red back to back. What's the score? 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, two, one. One. Two, one. Okay. Red won an absolute so we know ring dinger last week. There'll be five Carlton questions. Yeah. <laughs> could, there could be a few more Carlton questions than you would have thought. At this time of the night, 
everyone's beginning to just slide forward on their seats and they, the excitement levels rise a little bit in the living rooms of the listeners. Question, first of all, well, where are my manners? Fred, can I please have your buzzer? Fred. Bauer. Bauer. Okay. You boys know the rules. We've been here, done that. You're regulars in the segment. Funny enough. Question <laughs> yeah, number one. Who had the most disposals, total disposals this season at the Sydney Football Club? Bauer. Bauer. Josh Kennedy. No. Missed a few games, Josh Kennedy. Fred. Fred. Dan Hannabury. No. No. Had for quite a year. Uh, Jesus. One of Bauer's. Bauer's going now or can I go again? We, Bauer. Bauer. Um, Luke Parker. Correct. 1 0. Bauer. Wow. Just to clarify, if that happens again, can I buzz in again? Or I'll have a few Yeah, I'll have a few that. Okay, question number two. Who took the most contested marks in the AFL this season? Bauer. Bauer. Levi. No. Casbolt. No. He wasn't far away. He was in the podium. Oh, jeez. Fred. Fred. Joe Danaher? No. He's not a forward. What? What do you mean he's not a forward? Oh, the... Uh, <laughs> Joe's not a forward. Oh, jeez. And he plays for a Western Australia, Western Australian right. side. Oh. She, we might have to go back <laughs> to the... Let me just go and check the tape. Yep, Fred was in first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it uh, Jeremy McGovern? No, that is correct. No, no, no. One, one. I don't like this. One, one. This smells bad. You weren't even going to guess him, but I was 100%. This one was a tight-fought tight contest, this one. In season 2017, who took, who laid the most tackles? Bauer. Bauer. Is it Matthew Prittis? No, on the podium again. Bauer. Just Bread. Bread. Tom Mitchell. No. Hank? He came number nine. Uh, no. Can we get a team? Or a narrow it down. Played for the Pride of South Australia. Bow. Bow. Rory. Rory Sloan. Sloan is correct. How many games did he miss? He missed a few, a few but he laid 177 tackles. Next best was his neighbourhood mate, Brad Ebert, from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Oh, 176. Wow. Okay. So question... Bauer two, Fred one. Question number four. Fred needs to get this to keep the match alive. Who had the most clearances in season 2017? Bauer. Bauer. It's another Pride of South Australian boy. Matt Crouch. No. Fred. Fred. Surely the Dangerfield. It is Patrick Dangerfield. (sighs) Oh my God, I could. (laughs) To the listeners, I do not rig this. Bauer had a chance there um, and he, he got nervous and that's okay and this is actually a tricky question so we go to question five we've got an absolute ring dinger on our hands here the decider Fred could really take some serious bragging rights out of this the pressure I could see the sweat pouring off their faces who conceded the most free kicks in season 2017 he's a ruckman Bauer. Bauer. Max Gorn? No. Missed a lot of football, Max Gorn. <laughs> <laughs> missed a lot of football. Missed half a season. Would be a good effort. Uh, Bread. Bread. I'm going to say Stefan Martin. No. Bread. Bread. Sam Bauer. Jacobs. No. Bauer. Bauer. Fatty Ryder. <laughs> no. He's in the top ten. Though. Top ten? He's, wow. He's the top ten Ruckman. 
fifth most uh, tackles late, uh, free kicks given away. Jesus. Brad. Brad. Brody Grundy. No. Just gonna go through. Yes. He plays for a New South Wales side. Bow. Bow. Oh, no. Uh, Mumford. Yes, that is correct. Shane Mumford gave away, 14, <laughs> gave away 14 more free kicks than any other player in season 2017. That means Bauer takes out Faz's Fast Five trivia quiz for the second time in three weeks and ties up the one-on-one rankings between himself and Brett to all. Bauer, have you got anything to say? Uh, no, it was a hard-fought win. I've been... Uh... It really just reflects the training I've been going under the last week or so to try and uh, take Brett off his perch, and uh, it's paid off. So thanks to the, the contest, Brett, but I look forward to um, to winning some more games in the future as well. Can I just say, Bauer, shouldn't have been eligible to win that for guessing what? Max Gorn as his first guess. <laughs> it was one of the worst guesses. Um, he still won. <laughs> it was in my mind because it was in the news that he was giving away lots of free kicks. In yeah, the latter end of the Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to, we are going to have to go back to the cameras though because there's word going around the camp here no, that Bauer no. was checking the AFL website. No, no, the laptop page. is closed. Now, I'm going to have to go back. The I'm going to have to have a good closed. look at this. Um, this isn't like um, the World Cycling Federation. We do take this sort of stuff and cheating seriously. So we will be looking hard into that. We'll let the listeners know. And there won't be any vision inclusive here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Umpire's call. Um, no umpire's call here. That brings us to the second game of the round. This is seriously the most anticipated final since a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, when, uh, when Richmond beat Geelong. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is Richmond takes on the. Who are they? They, they um, had the lowest attendance since World War One. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Golden State. No, sorry. Golden State. <laughs> it is the GWS Giants from the GSW. MCG. And it's the 4.45 time slot on yeah, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, don't know about that. I won't be at work to my fellow colleagues if you're listening. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Richmond take on the GWS Giants with a very unorthodox time of 4.40 at the G. Richmond's dream run into the finals continue with another game at the G where they can drown out the opposition supporters. So it won't be uh, hard to do considering GWS member base is about eight. You but and I will be sitting at the city end supporting I will be, <laughs> Giants. I will be wearing all my orange clothes that I can find in my wardrobe and an official giant scarf as well hashtag never surrender I like your attitude the like last, last time much. they played it was round 18 and a uh, very close affair in a, in a very wet game uh, Richmond won by 19 points but I'll draw your attention to a couple of games before that which might just preface what I hope will happen this coming Saturday it was only a year ago GWS 111 to 23 23 in a very sunny Game twenty three only a year Pretty ago. High scoring twenty three. Three goals five. Three goals three five. goals five. One point in the first quarter. Would you prefer two eleven or three five? Um, eight goal shots. Eight goals last shots. year in a perfectly sunny game. <laughs> That's exactly me. what will be happening this Saturday. That excites me. Could you just imagine what's going to happen if Richmond lose? They're going to pull the stands down. They will burn the joint down. We'll there won't laughing. be an MCG for the grand final. We're going to get stabbed if we have uh, oh, any GWS gear on. We are going to get a couple of black eyes. Players will be covered in spit. <laughs> Drowned in the underwater. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> tough. Tiger tough. Who are we going to look out for uh, this game? I reckon Callum Ward is mm. a superstar. He's in good form. The last, last couple of months, I reckon, he's racking up big numbers and sort of leading last, by example. Last four games, he's had 32 really? disposals average. He was last, never an accumulator, I swear. Yeah, last time they played, he had 37 and a goal as well. Wow. He's been kicking a couple of goals so far in the finals. Yep. 
it's so good to see that G- GWS have finally played small and now yeah. they're, uh, they're they've kind of had to with, uh, with Cameron going down they brought in uh, Stevie J and maybe even Devin Smith this week as well how about Brett Delegio mm. playing his 250th oh, match you against his old write side. a better storyline 250th against the Tigs do you reckon they'll boo him? Yes. Oh, 100 supporters usually boo him. 100% they'll boo him. He wanted to go chase the premiership, and all of a sudden, that both teams are on the exact same le- uh, level playing field. I think he was asked during the week, um, now that you're playing Richmond in the prelim, what does it mean to you? And he goes, oh, they're just another team. Oh, shut up. Yes. <laughs> they played 240 team. games with them. Settle down. You love them, Jim. You absolutely love them. Yeah. Do you think uh, last year's prelim loss for the Giants, what does that mean? Does that mean they're more hungry this year to win it? Yeah. Or does it mean they have that extra bit of experience in the Tigers? Or does yeah, that mean nothing I like at all? No, I like it. Both as a motivator and a bit of uh, experience as well. I think it would have stung a lot to lose at home in a prelim um, last year against the Dogs. So I think um, it should give them in good stead to uh, really take it to the Tigers this week. Can we please just have a close game this final yes. season? I don't want to see another blowout. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. And- Everyone talks about GWS's lack of pressure and their lack of sort of intensity, and their mm. maybe they like they like playing on the outside. They actually average more tackles than Richmond. They're going to win the clearances against Richmond because they Richmond don't have a ruckman. They've got mm. Nankervis that just sort of just like <laughs> just runs into someone in the middle of the ground. <laughs> they probably arguably got a deeper midfield. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Richmond. Are Really, they're, they're known as a poor user of the, a, a team that don't use the football well. Yeah, other than Dusty and Cochin to yeah. a degree, but, but their generally speaking, really their kicking away. efficiency is well down on yeah. um, sort of competition averages. Yeah. So, I actually don't think GWS are that. It's not that, other than the conditions of coming to Melbourne and playing in front of a massive crowd that they've never had the experience. Yeah. Everything on paper says that GWS probably should take it up to Richmond. Yeah. And if not, they should almost be favourites. And the big ground, even though it's not really, they're not used to it in a sense, but they have really good two-way runners in the midfield with uh, Scully and, and Whitfield. They are, rack up big numbers as far as the kilometres run every game. Um, so the length of the ground shouldn't really shouldn't really phase them at all. Yeah, if GWS can bring some sort of forward pressure, I think they mm-hmm. win this game comfortably. I actually think they win by four or five goals. I think, oh, the, I think the crowd effect. Right. Yeah. Please. No, I'm, right. I'm looking at this yeah, as a pure just game of footy. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, 100%. Game of footy, you should yeah. take into everything. No, no in, front of, in front of no crowd, game. I agree. But when you look at like the crowd's going to be, what, 90-ish thousand, yeah. you have to think that literally 80 at least are Richmond. Think of how loud that will be every time. Do you reckon GWS will be kind of a team that would get spooked by that? Or would they, they can't be because they've never really had a big supporter base before. And yeah, but this is, a, this is next level. Like every, Literally every person in one of the biggest sports stadiums in the world hates you. They might thrive on that. Yeah, maybe they do. Uh, Someone like Toby Greenwood. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Toby Greenwood um, is a goose. No, he's, like, a, he's a fantastic player. And yeah. I, this is, these these so, kind of so conditions in a game like yeah, this. These kind of conditions suit a guy like Toby Green. That would, I don't think the Richmond supporters will be loud when Toby Green kicks three first quarter goals. Oh, and yeah, and four or five goals down, though, which would yeah. be... I'm doing the Kevin Sheedy... <laughs> scarf around the head in a windmill sort Next of minute, somebody motion. will be doing that to you a <laughs> yeah. couple of haymakers in the, uh, in the skull the big thing for Richmond is though like who does how does Dimmer bring up Mrs Hardwick in the press conference oh, after the game that's what they're thinking about the Tigers are, they're well ahead of themselves here yeah. they are sitting there waiting to be jumped I can't comprehend how good their run into finals has been yeah it's extraordinary and now if GWS 
were hoping that it was more than just a sort of a flat track performance against West Coast. Yeah. If they are back to the real deal and playing the footy we know they can play, mm. we know they've got a couple of good players there, but probably Bar, I don't like Munford in that team anymore. I'm happy to no. say that. Yeah. Bar Cameron, they're, they're not far yeah. off being probably as good as they're going to be. Yeah, exactly right. Really? You think yeah. about it, I think the bottom end of their list is actually pretty fragile, but their top half is so good. Mm. They could actually... If they if they jump Richmond and their stars play well, mm. everyone talks about the bottom six in finals. They were at the bottom six when your top ten are that good. Mm. They could seriously jump Richmond. They yeah. get five goals yeah. up or something, or they kick five first score. They're not coming from behind, in my opinion. I think they've got to they've got to get off to a good start. Richmond. Uh, this is GWS. I can't see GWS catching them. I think if Richmond start well, I think they it's saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. The momentum yeah, is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I think GWS. It's that first fifteen minutes. If they just get out there and just go hard at the footy they they sort of quiet keep quite coaching quiet keep Martin quiet yeah. Rewalt he's due but against big players like um, like Phil Davis though Jack Rewalt's not going to win one on ones against Phil Davis no not in his fucking not in his fucking wet dream he's not going to do that yeah um, I think for there's a big issue though for those small forwards for GWS they're going to really struggle to keep those fucking there's talk that Shea Bolton may come in for Castagna Possibly came off the VFL game early it's and got rested. Player. I know, but there's talk. Oh. Stanger doesn't hit the scoreboard enough. Has Bolton played a final yet this year? Do you, do you think? No, didn't play. Didn't play. So oh, he's played the VFL final. He's a first, first. Yeah, <laughs> first year player playing a prelim in front of 95,000. Yeah. Once again, as well, how, how do you reckon the bye week will affect Richmond? Because they were obviously oh, had heaps of momentum really. against Geelong. They probably just wanted to keep playing. Yeah, they so would. They've would've. lost that momentum a little bit. Yeah. They've I think got, they've made the most of their sort of media appearances to sort of build up that hype. I think I think that's mm. one of their tactics they would use to sort of motivate them and sort of remind them that they they have the momentum because it's easy just to shy away from it all, and all of a yeah. sudden you play two weeks later and you think, oh, why are we here again? Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. They've, and they've got no experience um, in this situation at all. Yeah. No, they haven't. No. They haven't had to do it the other way. Yeah. They haven't done it this way before. They've yeah. got no idea what to expect. Yeah. They've got no idea really how to yeah. handle it. They're going. We're just trying to keep things normal. They've never gone into a final yeah. expecting to win. Yeah, and even with, their, you know, with ex- external expectations, saying yeah. you're going to win them, and even their main sort of assistants, they've got uh, uh, they've got Leppich <coughs> and Hardwick, obviously their main coaches. Yeah, um, Hardwick hasn't played finals obviously since his playing days. Yeah, Leppich hasn't played finals since he's played. Okay, hasn't been involved in finals since yep. playing days. So, yeah, it's, it's seriously foreign ground for a lot of those players. Yeah, that's and, when and people, coaches yeah. are. And on the other side, is, it helps having people like Stevie J, who has such rich yeah. finals experience, to uh, be able to, to lead those boys on the field. Yeah, I just think yeah, the only chance of GWS winning is if they jump them. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. I reckon GWS, a couple of goals. Yeah, my heart says GWS. Mm, and yes. I also think GWS. Yes. Good I don't combo. know why, but I said this last week, I said I don't know why I think Geelong will win and they smashed this one so mm-hmm. I don't really know why the Giants will win mm-hmm. other than the, the last five minutes of Faz telling us why yes <laughs> but I'm just looking at the paper, Giants just looking at numbers and I think there's a massive chance that the Giants if everything on paper let's say they can they can settle and they can get a good start I reckon they win yep Giants for me by four goals I like that that brings us to the DFA please explain so boys contracts 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 what do they even mean now? It is a recurring trend that we see young players, young highly rated players, getting drafted in interstate teams relative to where they obviously were born and then requesting to go back home after a couple of years. Where's the bloody loyalty? 
It's where's cute. the where's the due diligence by the recruiter asking you know how do you feel about moving interstate? What are your thoughts on that? Unless someone like Shaki or Bailey now who just um, applied for to move back home, where where are they in saying oh you know how is the form on Shaki? Oh jeez, there was all the speculation and then he signs a contract. Yeah, a few weeks like a few weeks later and he's. Uh, Drives home, his options already. drives home to Seymour instead of playing in the Nifu Grand Final. He's the guy's played. The guy, the guy has played. The guy has kicked nine goals in ten games. Yeah, and yeah. he's treating Brisbane like he's just like the, like he's Jonathan Brown. Exactly right. Um, I agree hundred percent with you, Bama. I think the due diligence in these clubs to sort of make these places welcoming could be as yeah, much yeah, yeah, because um, it's. There are, there'll be problems when an interstate team just says, okay, we'll just, we just won't recruit you. Yeah. But that means all the Josh Shackies go to Victorian clubs. And uh, then, then the imbalance becomes worse. Brisbane don't get all, all any good talent, and the Victorian clubs keep on getting them I'll instead. You, I'll give you a really good example of a, a guy I knew who got drafted, and his parents were really key. He's quite academic, and so mm-hmm. were his parents, and they were keen for him to get an education more than an AFL career, yeah. which you can fully understand. Cause yeah. yeah. Average AFL games is, what, 29? Yeah. yeah. So... He gets recruited. The president of this football club calls his parents a couple of weeks after he's been recruited and said, no stress. He goes, we'll butter it up with the university. We'll get him to do all his subjects on one day and we'll give him two days away from the club a week to be able to do his study. Yep. Apparently the university said, wow, you play football. As if we're going to give you a buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is the thing. These football clubs think they're bigger than they actually are. They, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, they're dealing with people's lives. And that's why I think... Sometimes I think for these players, that's why the contracts are worth nothing because the players are just trying to get everything they can and understandably so. Because if you're a first-year player, let's say you're pick number 30, you're a key position player, let's say the first year you haven't fully developed, the second year you get injured, you only get a two-year contract. So unless there's something special about you, you're straight back to nothing by the time you're 21. And it's a horrible realisation, but it's true. So I think these players who can get out of contracts can go and chase the cash, go for it. But are they are they chasing the cash or are they well, chasing saw. comfort back home? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Bell, you're talking about the recruiters asking the players if they would yeah. think about going home. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, not as explicitly as that, but I'm sure they would. But other than the top sort of three or four draft picks that are, will go anywhere. Yeah. The the players are going to... They're 18-year-olds who just want to play footy. They're not going to say... Yeah, yeah. They're going to say, yeah, I'll be right going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't know until they get there. If you move from, say, Victoria to WA and then... That's a completely yeah. Well, obviously across the other side of the country, and you might not like that at all. Mm. After two years, you might want to come back. Yeah. So, it's just one of those things. I think uh, yeah, AFL will become more and more like these international sports. I think where contracts will be broken and players will start getting paid a lot. Of, and there'll be these these big ticket players like Dustin Martin now. These players, Josh Kelly, signing that two year deal with GWS. Yeah. He's obviously just backed himself in, and in two years' time. He's going to be better. Another best and fairest under his belt. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Or another best and fairest or a flag under his flag, belt. Yeah. Possibly he's going to maybe a top three in the brown low this year, top yeah. four in the brown low. Yeah. Um, and he's going to go, I'm going to be, I think he's only, he's only 22 now. He's only 22. So. so he'll be 24 then, 25, yeah. let's say. Yeah. And then he can still get a seven year deal. And on his, in the peak of his and career get, as well. And then the salary cap's going to be worth more. Yeah. The money's going to be higher. 
He could. You just do a Paddy Dangerfield pretty much and just go to another level once you go to the, the you other You just team. hope he doesn't do his name or something between oh, now and then because he could have cost himself a lot of money this yeah. year. And also these deals are getting more and more lucrative. Oh, you look at Buddy's deal. Yeah. What was that? Four yeah. or five years ago yeah. now. And that was groundbreaking yeah. and all of a sudden. Ten now years, that's ten just deals. like... Yeah. That was the first one of those big deals. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Boyd took one. Yeah. Um, well, I, was I think, think Alex Lynch took the first one like ages ago, didn't he? It was like oh, he did years, too. He ten, did too. Ten years at uh, at the Lions or the Bears, was it? <laughs> it's just a common sense decision if you're one of those players, though. And it, it, as we've just said, in an industry where it's so volatile, to confirm yourself a full careers contract yeah. in one person. But do you but, confirm it? Well, you, but the player's got the at the end of the day, assuming the player hasn't signed a clause in their contract, mm. if they want to get rid of you, yeah, pay me out. Yeah, but can't the player just sign a ten-year contract and then three years in, some other team offers them more money? They can just walk out and say, "Don't worry about the rest of that contract. Just go to the next club and get more." Yeah, so pretty much. But that's what they I'm saying. Just but, do that. But, 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 and that's where the club, if that second-year player gets injured, mm. he, I reckon clubs yeah. just need to be ruthless with their contracts and have a clause saying, "If you want out, you can't play AFL." Did the AFL, did the AFL yeah. need to put in Go some ahead. sort of minimum? time spent at your uh, original club especially for high rated picks I think they will Some, I think they will something like any, fir- any, yeah, any first round pick needs to stay in their assigned club for you know three years or something yeah same thing happens in the NBA though uh, I follow the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony he's like their star star mm. player now he wants to leave he's said that he owns and only wants to go to three clubs which is pretty much down to one club now Yeah. he's got a massive massive deal with a massive buyout clause so he's the only one who can actually leave that deal yep. New York can't trade him yep. so he said to New York I only want to go to Houston yep. Houston go we only want to offer this so New yep. York have gone no. we're not budging yep. but Carmelo knows he's got if New York get rid of him he, they get like, he gets like a hundred million dollar payout yep. he's on 20 million a year but gets the hundred million payout so he's going fuck I don't want to give up that hundred yeah, million yeah, yeah. so so, and this is going to happen in AFL. There's yeah. no doubt about it. The clubs and players will start having these fights. And now there's talk that Carmelo Anthony, he might not be traded before the start of the season. So there's going to be a guy who's verbally said to the media, I'm not playing. I want out of the side. Yeah, yeah. But then wow. they may not have a trade for him. Yeah. So come game one, he's either going to sit on the bench or going to play. Wow. <laughs> Real the $20 million guy sitting on the pine. My goodness. <laughs> so... That's why I love sport, though. I love the, this yeah. sort of this this side of it. I think there's so much that can happen in, in the game going forward now. Um, I think these contracts uh, they'll become worth less and less. Yep, yep. Well, Patrick Dangerfield, he could go back to Adelaide. He could just sort of off that for Geelong. He, he won't, yeah. I don't think. But he yeah. could just go. Yeah, I've had enough. Let's go back to yeah. Adelaide and walk out on the contract. Well, we could see at the end of the year when Gansapper decides Gans to get yeah. back to Geelong. Yep. Spot on. I think more and more times we'll see that sort of happening now too, where players might get recruited to Melbourne let's say yeah go Melbourne are no good yeah go to a really successful club yeah I don't know I don't like the idea they'll of that. play there for five years and yeah. they'll scoot on back yeah. to Melbourne and sort of do the club well, how would you feel about Pendles going in his middle part of his career when Collingwood are struggling I think Collingwood just lucky back. that he was good for yeah. that period because he probably would have moved would, on you know, my point was like, would you welcome him back would you you know, like him as much as you did before he left Chris Tarrant did it well, it'd be yeah. like, he, he was a hero when he came back. But Chris Tarrant was one of the boys. <laughs> it'd be like Dane Zorko leaving. Yeah. Like they're obviously yeah. in a lot of trouble now. He goes somewhere yeah. else. Would yeah. you hold it against Zorko if he left now, though? Because you're like, you're yeah, really would you welcome him Yeah, back, no, if, but if he comes yeah. back, it's like, oh, I'm always... Depends how he leaves, I guess. But if he leaves, like, 
Brisbane now, you'd be like, we're finally on the we yeah, not yeah. on the up yet, but at least we're showing signs that we've got yeah. some really good recruits. Someone like Zorko though, you actually forget how old he is. Yeah, you do. He's like twenty eight. You do. So you do. yeah, because have much. Well, three or four though. clubs overlooked him, and Brisbane in particular. Yeah, and then uh, uh, sorry, well, Gold Coast. Was he, was he highly ranked pick? Was he? No, no, he was though. playing uh, Neefel up there. Was he really I'm sure? Wow. He got overlooked. He might have won like two Neefel best and fairest or something stupid mm. before he even got recruited. Real so. Tory Dixon style. He was like leading the goal kicking was it the EFL or something that he got picked That's up. That's right. Played <laughs> for uh, Noble Park. My goodness. Big shout out to the Eastern Football League Division 1 Grand Final actually South Croydon former side of all three of us. All uh, three of us are very mediocre junior <laughs> footballers. <laughs> yeah. best. One uh, more mediocre than the other. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know who we're talking about. Yeah. It's not one of those Holy Facebook things. Tag your mates about who's the worst one. Been a massive episode of DFA, massive week of football coming up. Please stay tuned. A couple more lock bets. Last week we got shafted. All I oh, needed geez. was Geelong to kick two more goals in the last 13 minutes of the game, or two more goals in the total score, and Geelong pulled the pin. I got shafted. I left the game in Bronia. An absolute <laughs> rage. Anyway, it's been a cracking episode. Get our lock bets. They'll be on this week. I might even throw a little bit on the ponies for anyone interested. And follow us on Facebook. I was going to say Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Uh, yes. No, we're not on Twitter yet. Uh, but uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Sign up.